Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Ear Space. On today's podcast, we get to know Adam Serrano. Adam is a graphic designer, a uh, muralist, a creator, all around pretty cool dude. Uh, the song used on this episode is a preview of a beat pack, uh, a beat off of a beat pack that we're going to be releasing here soon. It's called Holy Shit. It's going to be on the Soul Foods pack. And you can find all of our instrumentals at rock10productions.com. That's R-O-K, the number 10, productions.com. Also, if you're looking to record, uh, mix, or master any of your audio projects, you can book sessions through the website as well. And yeah, hope you guys are doing well out there. And enjoy my conversation today with Adam Serrano. To put on my newscaster, like non-regional accent, right, right, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? <clears throat> right. I'm like, so tell me more about this project. Yeah. That you want me to do? Yeah, it's awful. Not like, yeah, what up, dude? I'm yeah, fine. I can't. <laughs> yeah, because as soon as that comes out of my mouth, like, <laughs> yeah. especially with some of the, you know, and I, I meet with people who, uh, you know, obviously they're they're probably more uh, eccentric than I give them credit for. Okay. But I get so worried sometimes that I'm gonna I'm gonna slip up and say the word you know fuck. Yeah. While I'm talking, like, I get so excited. I'm like, yeah, this is gonna yeah, be a yeah. big fucking deal. Yeah. Uh, but then come to find out, everyone's like heathens <laughs> most of the time. Like interesting. So yeah, I I've survived this long in my career, uh, having the assumption that when I talk to people that they're they won't immediately be comfortable with half of the the things about my life, you know, okay. just, you know, being a metalhead and, yeah. you know, um, I, I, you know, I love longboarding, um, and things like that. So, you know, or like when I light up a cigarette in front of them. Yeah. yeah so interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I, I feel that way sometimes about like, um, like my family, my family is very like, Duh, 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 fucking classic like they're not from lancaster but mm. they're like classic like uh conservative uh fam stuff where it's like oh you know like my life has been quite different from that like the concept of lighting a cigarette in front of somebody to feel mm. uncomfortable yeah that like the idea of you know like oh yeah okay we acknowledge that cigarettes are bad but yeah. i'm gonna smoke a cigarette here oh yeah and i <laughs> and i'm like the uh i'm a very apologetic cigarette okay. smoker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I will cross the street, jump into a, a, a sewer main. If yeah. there's a child like walking oh, up the yeah. street, I'm like, oh, jeez, like hide behind a bush. Yeah. Um. Or I'll apologize if I if there's like an elderly person that walks past me, and I took a heavy drag, had no clue <laughs> that their face was gonna be right in front of my mouth area. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry. And then you know, half the time they're not aware, but you know, it just yeah, I think a lot of what surprises people is, you know, you know, originally I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Okay. And uh, I, I lived in Brooklyn before Brooklyn ended up looking like me. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, in the area was, was like fairly poor. 
um, you know, we lived in a shitty uh, brick-faced apartment. And, um, you know, growing up in that neighborhood, everyone looked out for each other and everyone was extremely different from each other. Yeah. So we learned to have this mentality where, you know, we can just be ourselves and that was the understood level of communication. If you're not yourself yeah. and you're trying to almost like bypass everything about yourself to communicate, they'll smell it a mile away and they'll call you out on it. So um, living in Lancaster, I, I find myself putting up that front yeah. because, you know, I, I, I love this area, but a lot of people are kind of trapped in their own heads mm. and, um, you know, it's hard to be authentic when everyone is is just trying too hard. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, um, well, first of all, let me uh, introduce you real quick because normally I do like this uh, this intro thing, but I've been trying to get away from it um, to avoid this moment that I've just created in a very organic moment. Um, but uh, we, we're joined today on the podcast by. Uh, uh, Adam Serrano. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we'll just pigeonhole that like somewhere in the beginning. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Here, let me but, give you a better take. Okay. Hi, my name's Adam Serrano. Fantastic. Perfect. We'll use all of it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think like, oh, shit, trying to be yourself in a place that is like so hard trying to not be itself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like uh, Lancaster County. Amish shit is what everyone thinks of all the time. Now, I haven't seen an Amish buggy in, like, I don't know. Forever. Like, mad long. I yeah. don't really go, like, that way, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. But it's, like, people are so hard trying to represent uh, Philadelphia and New York's mentality of it's, like, a, a city that you're, like, proud to be in. And there's definitely people that are proud to be from here, whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But on an artistic level... We were talking about it a little bit off air before we came in here. Like all of a sudden now, like Lancaster's starting to get this yeah. air to it. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you say to not to the people specifically, but to the idea of like, um, like what is the scene here? Mm. Is it organically itself, or is it like drawing yeah. so much from other places? So <clears throat> it's a weird question, but it, well, not necessarily it's, you know, I mean, art in itself, uh, and, and I'm so bad with certain words, re- referential. Did I say that right? Re- I, don't I don't even know, Jack but it just, <laughs> well, you know, art, uh, on most levels is usually a reference of something, whether yeah. it's an idea, an object, a concept or another style. And when you, when you have a city that is developing at such a high rate, um, unfortunately it's, it's like that zipper effect, you know, Lancaster as a city is, you know, going this way and the art scene is like kind of pulling away in, in, in the other direction. So, um, you know, I, I would say the art scene right now is going through, it's like seventh Renaissance yeah, and it's always within this, uh, and I forgot where this quote came from, but it's, uh, within the lack of means okay. and oppression comes the best art. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that the city is like, you know, new buildings are popping up, restaurants, you know, uh, just more modern things in our view that do not cater Mm. to probably 80% of the actual population, uh, the art scene becomes um, somewhat rigid. Mm. You know, uh, beautiful things happen. um, But unfortunately, uh, you know, especially with COVID and this year, 
uh, people are um, kind of like closing themselves off. Yeah. You know, uh, so the scene becomes almost stagnant. It's like who, like, how how is it the scene is is well? There's so many artists in the city. <clears throat> You think that that they would all know each other? Right. We're such a small town, right? Um, but yeah, I'm just rambling at this point. No, I mean, yeah. I, I get you. It's like there's these like weird like in take it back to some like high school analogy of like clicks. Mm-hmm. This is what I've experienced in the music side of it. Yeah, where like I recently found out about like 20 or 30 artists that I had no fucking idea about yeah. because I had working with these other artists and other artists and other artists. And uh, it's very like clicky for being such a small town. I don't. Does this relate at all to like so, the visual side of things? Yeah, I mean, it's more for for the lack of a better term or yeah. word, like you know, clicky. But I think, and a lot of it isn't done in malice. Yeah, and no one's yeah. no one's purpose. You know, there there isn't like a, a no one's doing it on purpose where they're trying to like exclude people. It's just. You know, um, there's there's not enough venues in the city for people to experience all the things happening. So you have a situation where, like you said, amazing artists will, you know, pop up in Lancaster and, and, you know, maybe get some noise online. And then you find out two years later. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's weird. And it it wasn't built for that. Mm. It wasn't trying to keep it away from you. It just happened to happen that way. And with the lack of you know venues and you know um and just any locations that can have live art or you know maybe dj's playing local music you know salinger got big yeah uh you know that was one of his big things when he would dj i mean he would introduce people to noises and sounds that no one even knew about sometimes it was local sometimes it was not but you know and then with covid now it's like uh you know so everyone's on their diy tip too yeah. Which is a blessing yeah. as well and in some sense. Um but yeah. Yeah. Damn. So I mean, I definitely like I feel like we're kinda of talking about a lot of stuff that's happening like right now and mm-hmm. like conceptual wise for like the listeners out there that may or may not have like gotten to know you over the years or um I mean to be honest with you, like I don't really look at our stats and shit, but I know that like ninety percent of the people that listen to this podcast like don't live here. So yeah. um <laughs> And I know I'm not to <coughs> knock you or let's say no, no, no. people yeah. out there, but you know what I mean. Um, if you would, if you could kind of take me back, like, because my, so my first, uh, I met you in probably like 2008, uh, 2007, somewhere around then. I was in this band. Um, I did a, a photo shoot and you did a, a like an album cover mm-hmm. for me or for us. And I, at the time, I was, you know, the first time ever interacting with, like, someone of your, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're doing shit. You know what I mean? And now I, now yeah. you said outside, we were talking, that was, that was, like, one of your first graphic it, yeah. gigs. But, you know, was, you're, like, a child, and you're, like, holy shit, like, this person makes art, man. Like, that's so cool. So I've always held yeah. you in the back of my mind as, like, yo, I'd, I'd always love to get to know that guy. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, it was, it, you know, it's funny because I really wasn't shit. When yeah. you, when you Dude, all, I, I feel like now, yeah. like, with everything I got going and everything you got going, like, yeah. like it's it's good to feel like, I feel like I'm not shit now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Which is good. You yeah, see, like, I feel they, like you should always feel like that. Yeah, you should always not yeah. feel like you're the shit. Yeah. You should have some level of insecurity that keeps you going. Yeah. Um, yeah, what I, I remember the scene... The music scene in Lancaster was insane at the time. Yeah, I mean fire, fire halls and yeah. venues and restaurants. I mean, and the metal scene especially definitely was 
exploding. And uh, I mean, I owe a lot of my career to those venues and those bands that let me kind of sneak in and take some photos, you know, even if the bands didn't want to. And that was kind of like the beginning of like my hustle was, you know, let me let me do some graphic work for you. I like you guys. And I would kind of keep an eye out, out on the band. And I'm like, all right, they're getting popular. But their logo is fucking garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> let right. me let me step in, give them a good price. Right. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, I created this like mobilized gallery. Hmm. Um, basically a portfolio. Okay. But at the time, I mean, people were eating up T shirts and, and special edition vinyl art and all this other stuff. Yeah. So I found like my pocket in just, you know, hanging out with these bands. Um, which eventually led me into being in my own band. Um, But uh, yeah, you guys were the first like, like visually where I pushed myself for the first time in a long time. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. And I mean, I took reference photos. I I was redrawing it. And it's crazy because that artwork, if you look at it now, it's like coming full circle. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, I dig it. I recently, like to remember a little bit, because there's like, there's one song on YouTube, and there's no other music from that band that exists well, anywhere. I know somebody has a CD somewhere, yeah, but I don't really talk to any of those guys anymore. And what you know, a name that goes on! That Shatter name, the facade. Shatter the facade. We made that... it on like a like a generator. Thing. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. yeah, dude. And everybody yeah. had that kind of like, <laughs> what is it, four or five syllable name? You know, yeah, yeah. dun 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 dun. You yeah, because it's got to represent like the breakdown and shit. Yep. Oh my. Oh, I miss every dude. You know, it's like it geeked me out when like 2011, 2012 ish area. I had been very involved with like the electronic music and whatnot. Um, at the time, I was DJing and, and just started getting into producing and whatnot. And and I remember the concept of like the drop, the beat drop, and I was yeah. like, oh my god, it's just like a breakdown. Yeah, you know, and what that's I mean? what it is. Every genre yeah. has like its own version of that. We're in like metal. So mm-hmm. to speak, and like electronic music, you know, obviously big genres. Oh yeah, or uh, like covers for big uh, multiple genres. But um, yeah, they both had that same thing where it's like mm-hmm. we're gonna build up to some shit, and then you're gonna fucking rage, man. <laughs> and not to not to bring this word up like yeah. it needed to be brought up, yeah. uh, or this genre, the name of this genre. But I've started so many mosh pits at dubstep shows. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, it was yeah, yeah. like, it oh, sounded dubstep. like a huge open breakdown. <laughs> yeah, just right, like, ding, right. and yeah. I was throwing bones. And I was hanging out primarily with like yeah. uh, a bunch of like angry lesbians at the mm, time. Gotcha. Like that was my fucking throw crew. Down, throw down crew. You don't even know, dude. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that I've been six foot, 240 pounds since yeah. I was like 12, you know? So gotcha. I, I always forget that I'm the biggest person in the room sometimes. Yeah. Um, but when I would hang out w- with this crew, it's like they, they were rock stars. Yeah. They would fucking rage pre drink. Yeah. And I realized that I became almost like this, like, like bouncer concierge. Like I was <laughs> collecting purses and shoes yeah. and I was at the end of the night, I was like the den mother. Yeah. I would give back everybody's cell phones. So yeah. I was kind of like the human backpack gotcha. that could defend itself. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but I, I'll tell you what, I mean, that was, that was probably the most fun I've ever had. Like in my early, early twenties was yeah. just bugging out, uh, a crew of these ladies who just yeah. were no nonsense. Yeah. Um, I saw uh, one of them were like, like barely five feet yeah. drop a dude twice my size Oof. 
and yeah, it was beautiful to watch. Going hard, hard, dude. She her DVS sneaker. That's what she used. Um, <laughs> he hit him right across the face with a swing a swing kick, and this was during like the height of dubstep. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we got kicked out of Club Excess, or I think that's what it's called, out in New York. Okay. Um, at the time, yeah, <sighs> those are the days. I miss being around people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you know, and then now, like now that I'm I'm at this, I'm 33 now. Yeah, and uh, you know. I, I find myself constantly in, in like, if I'm at an event, I'm in like work mode mm. where I'm asking if everything's okay. Do we need a longer wire for that? Yeah. yeah. You know, is yeah. everybody fed? Yeah. You know, um, so I, I can't even enjoy myself sometimes even at dance parties. Mm. I would go to Tells 360 and I found myself going up on stage and asking uh, like DJ Edge or Ralph Washington if they needed yeah. water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I would just dance my way to to the bar, right, and that right, was my right. moment to enjoy myself. Interesting. Um, but it definitely wasn't like that twelve years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Damn. Yeah, Dude. I can't. I I like lost my. Uh, I kind of like lost my will to go to a lot of live performances. Because they were just too loud. Mm. <laughs> and I felt like some like old, old person that was like, oh, this music's too loud. But it was like literally like I would I started wearing earplugs when I got more like professionally involved with the music when I would go to shows. Because mm. I was like, well, I got to take care of these guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then I got to the point where I was like, holy shit, like this is just like really fucking loud music. Like, can't we like listen to this like quieter? Yeah. And that's like a really stupid thing to say, but I started gravitating more to like outdoor shows yeah. and like things there was like, cause I used to, oh boy, like full, like there was this weird period of time when you were going to these dubstep yeah. uh, shows, were you like a part of the the guild that would like wear weird shit or would you like be just yourself? <laughs> cause I had this whole like persona. I'm, um, I'm not going to lie. I am not going to lie. Yeah. I... On more than one occasion, uh, you know, I would wear like silver booty shorts, yeah, or you know, furry boots, yeah. or you know, um, my favorite was uh, I had a giant. I, I actually built like my fifth one this Halloween, but I used yeah. to wear a giant human skull over Dope. my own face, Dope. and just walk around, and nobody yeah. had any clue, yeah, what was happening underneath that thing. But right, right, right. Um, yeah, so I definitely had a persona gotcha yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. it was one of the beautiful things because i remember like going to rock shows and hip-hop shows and you know the acoustic sets or whatever the fuck but when i started like getting into like uh there were like raves to a degree like there was mm -hmm. definitely some like weird warehouse raves you know what i mean but most of it was just kind of like electronic yeah shows i had this like uh tiger shirt that was made out of like um now, like, like Under Armour material, something like that, breathes really easily. But it, the whole thing was just a tiger's face. And I would wear this orange ski mask that I had, like, oh, glow, like glow sticks <laughs> stuck. I was doing a lot of drugs at the time. Um, that had these, like, glow sticks, like, stuffed into this orange mm. ski mask. And I would just, like, jaw out and fucking... Uh, Bro. Oh, my God. Enjoy that life. Man, there was... Uh when the Chameleon Club was popping and they would have their little dance parties in yeah. the Lizard Lounge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a night, Salinger was spinning and um, uh, R.I.P. Big Mike, but a uh, homie of mine, he was a tall dude and 
if anybody remembers uh, Lizard Lounge, <clears throat> the ceilings were very short. Yeah, yeah. So his hair would touch the ceiling. <laughs> oh, shit. That's yeah. all. So he, <laughs> it was a Halloween party. He was dressed up as uh, the dude from uh, The Hangover, and he had yeah. like a baby yeah, yeah, yeah. attached to him. And I had the skull mask on that night. And um, I just remember trying to get into character and make it happen. And at some point, nobody existed while I was dancing. Yeah, I wasn't making eye contact. But for some reason, Big Mike was just locked on to me. And anytime I would look at him, <laughs> he would raise his glass. And it messed me up because at some point he disappeared. Yeah. And my universe shattered. Oh, he, he, all he did was go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for some and I was bugged out yeah right 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 and uh when he came back that was like i immediately went up and hugged him and i'm like don't do that again don't do that use your grounding point yeah. uh, dude um i want to kind of like this is very natural you know what i mean so i, I definitely want to structure it a little bit if you could kind of take me through like your origin of getting interested into art so let me yeah. i guess Reel it back here. Um, what kind of like specifically visual arts and mu music arts, just in general? Like, what yeah. do you do? Oh, um, uh, bread and butter uh, is graphic design. Okay, I, I do logo work, um, t-shirt design, album art, um, you know, some layout work. Uh, but that that's kind of like what pays the bills. Okay, um, and then I work for like uh, like two clothing companies i work for uh, a band and a record label okay uh um but outside of that um i think some people might know me not necessarily not necessarily from the graphic design but more from like the mural work that i've been doing lately yeah, yeah. um so i've been doing large format murals for the past like three four years and um so that's been a big part of like my my presence okay um in my career uh yeah and then i outside of that um I, I try my best to be a community leader gotcha uh you know for the art scene yeah and there's it's not just me there's there's a whole crowd of us who yeah. are kind of like pillars of direction gotcha. um so i just you know i happen to play a, a part in that whole okay so like what was i guess like on a graphic design level like what, what was the first reason that you gravitated to that <clears throat> um what made you fall in love with visuals yeah uh so growing up in, in in new york as a kid and when i mean by kid i mean like you know five six years old um my dad uh would occasionally walk me to his job he worked at a liquor store uh right before broadway off okay. of eighth and um on our walk there, he would point at like wheat paste graffiti posters, uh, spray spray paint graffiti. graffiti. What's wheat paste. Wheat paste. Oh, so I don't know if you've I don't know how often you visit in New York, but you ever see those Couple repeating times. advertisements that they have on like wood panels? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? yeah. Like so, a like a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a form of graffiti where where you take paper or poster art, um, and you know they can be small or huge, okay. and then. Uh, wheat paste is, is made of like you know sugar flour some other stuff mm. some people just use glue but it's a good way to just get artwork up on a wall uh and if you use the right stuff it'll last there for a while okay. um you know uh okay. there was artists like um shepherd fairy which is known for like the obey clothing line and yeah. the hope poster back in in brooklyn he was just 
starting to do a lot of his uh, WePay stuff in New York and his his Obey Giant star icon uh, was very popular. He sprayed that around the city and, and my dad was so fascinated with that. So he would, he would explain to me how all of it was done and he would do that like pretty much every day. And that kind of stuck in my brain. Yeah. Well, you know? did he have a background in art? Yeah, I mean... He he was very artistic himself. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's sometimes hard, especially in New York in the eighties, yeah, for a young Hispanic man to, you know, who's doesn't come from a background of education to venture into the arts the way he probably should have. Gotcha. Uh but he spent a lot of his time like uh doing stencil work on old school vehicles. Mm. He did a lot of graffiti himself. Yeah. Um he did a lot of like train hopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and he he's got these old school photos he shows me and it looks so unreal it's yeah. like retro album art like but um yeah and then that eventually when i moved from brooklyn to lancaster uh we lived um first we lived probably like a block away from gallery row um in the 90s when it was just starting you know mm-hmm. um and my mom felt was so confident <laughs> in living in Lancaster that she let me venture off a lot. Yeah. Um that's dope. Yeah, and I got to like obviously a big difference from Brooklyn. Yeah, huge huge difference. Um in so many ways. Uh and then eventually, you know, uh growing up in in a housing development um called Almanac Avenue. Okay, yeah. Um I lived there for probably like <clears throat> 9 years of my life. And art and music were the only escapes in in a little shitty neighborhood like yeah, that at the yeah, time yeah. it was pretty bad yeah and um you know so a lot of us spent a lot of time you know sneaking behind the comcast building and spray painting stuff and you know uh there was this uh low rider club in almanac okay the bicycles low rider bicycles yeah, yeah, and yeah they used to trick those out and at some point i used to do a lot of like uh you know, blue painter's tape. I would put, yeah. yeah so yeah, I yeah. put the painter's tape on there and hand cut these stencils. Yeah. Put flames on people's shit. It was yeah. great. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Young man. hustler. Yeah. And then, uh, eventually, you know, um, I hit, I hit McCaskey, mm-hmm. uh, and, um, you know, I had teachers like Mr. Lawrence and Mrs. Wolf who, you know, would pour a lot of themselves into individual students that showed promise and uh, Mr. Lawrence would, would let me spend hours, even skip some classes, yeah. let me spend hours in the computer lab working yeah. on Photoshop and MacBook or, or uh, on the IMAX. That's awesome. And then um, I would say my first introduction, my first opportunity was uh, uh, Tyreek Jackson, who okay. owns the Sharper Image Barbershops. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. He hired me to do my very first logo. Very cool. Uh, which was at the James Street location. It was like a, a play on the baseball official league logo. Yeah, yeah. Where a dude's like, you know, trimming the guy up. But uh, yeah, and then the rest of that just was, you know, very colorful career after that. Interesting. So Interesting. So, the car alarm. Yeah, I was, I was hearing that too. <laughs> I was, did you hear it? Did you, yeah. I wasn't putting any pauses. I was like, yeah, if I yeah, keep no. talking, you I'm can't sorry, hear I was car. listening to you, but yeah. in the background, I was like, stop, please stop. Yeah. Oh, please yeah. stop. Is it my car? No, it's not my car. Oh, man. My keys aren't mine. on me. Oh, boy. 
But uh, um, no, I, I the honestly, it's probably it didn't get picked up by the microphone. Yeah. I doubt it. Gotcha. Um, by the way, this studio huh. is dope. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's been a a lengthy work in progress. There's still some things that I'd like to change. Totally. Long, long story, or not long story, long game shit. I want to move sometime in the next, like, mm. two years. I've been in this building for, like, six years. Mm. Been in this space itself for, like, three of those years, and it's great. It works for what I need it to. I can, like, move some of this stuff and do, like, bands in here, and there's a vocal booth down the hall. I got line running through the ceiling and nice. shit, and it all, that all works out. Um but like shit like that, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Car alarm like somehow gets through the through the brick and, brick the and then <laughs> like there's bands that are here and downstairs yeah. there's a bar that's a yeah. lot more successful than it used to be. Oh yeah, all that other shit. So I failed to mention, huh. and I just noticed uh, your logo. The the logo. You yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I just I, I who was I working with? I see. I got to pull it up. So there's a rap artist that reached out to me recently. Um, I'm trying to remember his name, but I just did a mixtape cover for him. Just sing like uh, one of his songs, and then I'll remember. Oh, I don't think. <laughs> honestly, I don't think I listened to any of it. Kevin. Yeah. So King Kells. Oh, yeah. 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 We got a, a record coming out here soon with uh, yeah. Laniel Garcia and Corio. Shout out to. Yeah. Did you make that? Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's... my that's my logo. <laughs> So, yeah, I just, I, I walked in here, and I was like, why is that so familiar? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, so this is the second version yeah. of this. Um, the first version, so I guess this can lead into, like, the beginnings Did of the my... files that eventually got to you for my logo make sense? Yeah. I, I just oh, sent yeah, him, like, yeah. a Dropbox folder. Yeah, he probably, like, okay. yeah, he sent me, like, a, even if he sent me, like, like a the, screenshot. The I could, AI yeah. or whatever the fuck, the PNG and all that shit. Yeah, 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 like, like a right. vector file. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's crazy because, like, I've been doing mixtape covers for, yeah. like, 15 years of my life. No shit. So, uh, you know, growing up on, on that side of uh, town here in Lancaster, yeah. you know, because um, a lot of people, I'm just going to bring it up real quick. Yeah. I, I'm Puerto Rican, Mexican. Okay. Right? And there's a little bit of, like, European in, in, in the bloodline. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's why I look like a Nordic prince. So <laughs> I like, would have taken you for like an Icelandic gentleman. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the beard probably. Exactly. Oh yeah. The beard uh, definitely gives it away. But, um, so I, I grew up with a lot of, um, you know, a lot of my friends loving hip hop and, yeah. you know, uh, you know, just, just, just that realm, that lifestyle in general. Um, when I became more, uh, efficient in Photoshop, I used to take pictures of my homies on like their front porch, yeah, chilling yeah. with a nice outfit, and I would Photoshop them into like a scene. And I'm talking about like, like Hot Boys yeah. era, yeah. where I would put like women next to him. He's right. sitting on a gold throne. There's like <laughs> money in the air, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. So like the early like Lil Wayne days, um, you know, Birdman, uh, those album covers. Uh, basically it was like my first like Photoshop challenge. How yeah. do I make this look like a Hot Boys right. album cover? Right. Um, and then eventually when I bumped into like guys like you, yeah. uh, and you were a child at the time, yeah. uh, <laughs> I started doing like album covers and my love for sci-fi and, and not necessarily horror, but like creepy stuff like that. Yeah. I loved doing like death metal covers, but at the end of the day, 
once a month I am doing a mixtape cover. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny as hell. Yeah, yeah by, by the time this comes out, maybe it'll be out. I'm not really exactly sure what hmm. the uh, uh, release date for the song Problems by King Kills featuring Corio and Laniel Garcia will be coming out soon. I engineered it. It sounds great. It's a banger for sure. And didn't know that you <laughs> were... <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking, uh, you know uh, Eric Tonzola, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go the last back, time yeah. he was uh, on here, he's like the a reoccurring guest, good good friend of mine. He brought a, um, like a on his phone, it had like an app that would go like make the oh, party make the horn. horn, and he did yep. it like throughout the whole podcast. <laughs> and I was like trying, I was like, Eric, please stop. Like I have, I'm going to have to like take out a lot of these and be in the, it was a fucking nightmare. Dude. It was hilarious though. He, he's a great guy. So yeah, Eric is actually a prime example of this this new renaissance gotcha. happening and you know earlier we were talking about like clicks and you know a lot of the artists kind of like keeping to themselves yeah. and things like that um i would say the past like couple years um you know artists like myself um at the time sophie before she moved to puerto rico okay. um uh you have like um uh selena um there's so many artists uh in town keisha finney who are basically, you know, swinging for the fences and they've allowed the opportunity uh, to basically form like a tribe of artists who kind of rely on each other. So when they do swing for the fences, yeah, that, that they are more equipped to survive that. Gotcha. And so when I mean that, uh, so, so what, I, what I mean by that is um, there at some point LPA Lancaster public art, um, reached out to uh they, actually they did like an open call to see if there was any artists uh, interested in doing a covid mural mm. um and you know basically they would pick a subject within uh this covid safety social distance stuff and this was like at the peak of it and so 10 artists or not about nine artists were chosen and we all did our pieces um and uh during the process we were doing zoom meetings we were inboxing each other we were we formed a Facebook group, and um, it led to artists who have only painted or illustrated within uh, an eight and a half by eleven radius. Yeah. Now they did a huge piece that that's is awesome. still standing in yeah. the city. Yeah, yeah. And that's created like this new wave of artists who who are at least friends with one of the nine yeah. watching this process occur. Yeah. And Eric, I mean, Eric is one of the the local illustrators that I I not only have I been good friends with him, but but honestly, like I envy his skill set. Yeah. Because I I push pixels. Yeah. And he illustrates on that real like poetic level. You it's know, nuts. he's got a half smoked cigarette. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like his hair is all like he hasn't yeah. slept for days. Well, now that he's sober, his like yeah. His fucking, I, I draw the line because I, I, I bought like a long time ago when I first met him. I was like, dude, I want all your artwork. Like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, someday, like, whatever, whatever. But, like, I don't have enough money for it right now, but let's get this, whatever. So yeah. I grabbed uh, uh, the pickle, the yeah. carrot, yeah. Um, a couple other things. And then as time went on, everything was like real crazy, real trippy. And then all of a sudden everything got like really, really clean. Mm -hmm. And I was like, holy shit, dude. Like 
it's was that it like that's it's the alcohol yeah. and he was like well you know fucking i don't know but still disheveled yeah. crazy fucking yep. absolutely creative shit and you know? now i think now you know within his sobriety i feel like he's you know he's an example of an artist swinging for the fences because yeah. when music for everyone reached out to him they uh and this is what i mean by these these renaissance where um you know lancaster is spending thousands of dollars yeah. uh hiring artists from out of state to do these massive il- installations yeah the reasoning behind that is because they feel like a lot of lancaster artists are just not prepared to take on that task yeah but when you get a situation where music for everyone reaches out to eric and they're like hey paint a little piano mural yeah, yeah, yeah. six by six feet you have this and this huge 30 by 15 feet blank wall right to do it in right eric, eric inboxed me and he goes bro they want me to do six by six he was like would it be crazy if i did the whole thing yeah i'm like no yeah no and and watching him swing for the fucking fences yeah i mean we took video of it right, he right. covered this thing head to fucking toe i know toe. it's fucking beautiful it is dude. gorgeous it's you can nutty. find that it that is located at the spring house brewery i believe uh-huh. like uh, the building adjacent to adjacent to it building. so if you're going down south prince uh before you hit the um you know that split uh hang a right you want to hang a right holy shit like and watching eric get high off yeah. of the abuse of being in the sun and and then making this thing like yeah yeah, i mean i you i would visit him and i would sit on that hill and i would just watch and and you know once you get him talking about uh one of his favorite science fiction shows yeah it's like watching a youtuber so i would get literally get baked lay back watch him just talk about you know some show he liked while he's creating this massive piece yeah it's a dope it's a dope piece for sure Mm mm-hmm Oh, yeah, Eric's a good guy. Shout out to the to Eric. The Zola. The Zola. Yeah. We actually we did a song uh somewhat familiar. Or somewhat recently. Dude slaps at the guitar. He won't he won't fucking uh he won't put on, but yeah. he can fucking <laughs> he can play some interesting guitar songs. I've I've been in situations with Eric where like there'll be five of us in the room. Yeah. Most of the people in that room are strangers to me. Yeah. But I'm just there to hang out with Eric. And I mean, there's like synthesizers, guitars, all oh, this stuff. Yeah. Hours. Yeah. Hours of just producing a, like a five hour long song. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was, I miss those. Was nights. it at the, the compound by yep. chance, his spot? Yeah. He just texted me this building out in uh, somewhere that he was like, yo, we should buy this. <laughs> and I was like, ah. Oh. And I, I feel know. I feel bad. I should have I should have been I should have been visited this this newest iteration of the compound. Yeah, this most recent one, the architecture and the yeah. wood and the yeah, windows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. But he's just a prime example of yeah. just what's been happening recently in Lancaster, where artists are just biting off more than more than they can chew. Yeah. But letting go of of that any sort of ego, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. ego letting go of that pride or whatever and allowing other artists to kind of step in and help. Mm. And, you know, hopefully it's a relationship where nothing is asked for. Gotcha. But, um, you know, and I, I spend a lot of my time doing that for artists and they, they more than a few occasions have reciprocated. And that could look like picking up a brush with me yeah. or just helping me out and grabbing me coffee because I can't escape this wall. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been beautiful to watch yeah. that lately. That's dope. 
I'm gonna fucking ear space classic fucking throw a wrench into all this shit. Mm-hmm. What's like the worst emotional pain that you've ever endured in your life? Oh, oh man. Yeah. Like really trying to catch you is off guard. Yeah, why not? Um <laughs> so uh so I deal with a lot of like bipolar depression. Um, you know, and that you know, I, I feel like a lot of people deal with some level of uh instability yeah. uh when it comes to their mental space. Um but I think for me it's it's been a journey of you know understanding my emotional state and how it could have let's put it this way i had a moment in my life where i had echoes of everyone who ever told me like hey you should be making millions of dollars right now bro hey you should have your own successful thing 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 or you should be on the West Coast fucking digging into these, you know, uh, these bigger and better things. Um, and with everyone believing that I have this, like, ability to do these grand things, my bipolar depression, my mood swings, my, uh, sometimes I'll, 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 you know, cut everyone off and become solitude. There was a moment where it all hit me where I'm like, man, if... If I could have switched that off, my life would be completely different. And I just got a flash of like future realities that just didn't exist. And um, I've never felt so disappointed. And even though those realities don't exist, Mm. they're not real. But knowing that if everyone has this faith in, you know, a person, but that person feels like, you know, that faith faith is unwarranted yeah. uh, because of how like they feel the imposter about imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome, exactly. Uh, I there was a turning point recently. Actually, this was like maybe five years ago, where um, I was kind of at my lowest point, and I allowed like my issues to cripple me almost. And um, on the surface, I was still me still willing to help, still willing to put in the work and and produce art and things like that. But behind the scenes, I was the most broken. And um, that's when like that reality hit me where if I could have done all those things that, that people see me doing, um, but because of this issue that I have, uh, those realities, those parallels uh, are gone. Mm-hmm. They're done. And now that I get older... You know what I mean? It's just like I can't. It's not like I can't turn back time and tell, shake myself and and tell myself like, "Hey, you fucking got this." You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um. So I would say the the most emotional pain I've ever had was realizing that um, if I would have admitted that I was sick or if I had issues, if I would have admitted to myself, um, and let go of a lot of uh, fronts because people see me as some sort of uh resource to mm. uplift and 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 create um you know i don't know you're you're holding like the creative boulder so to speak yeah man and you know i have a hard time saying no yeah so um yeah so i find myself the, at the peak about 5 years ago of feeling crushed by the reality that i kind of accidentally formed around me um the the need to be wanted yeah. uh, wasn't necessarily to cater to my ego. It was I wanted everybody around me to be safe. Yeah. 
and look at me as as something positive because I felt like shit about myself. Mm. You know, I hated myself. So if I could just create this aura of, you know, um, wow, that guy's awesome. Yeah. You know, or he does so much for the community. Yeah. Uh, it it allowed me to kind of swallow that jagged pill of uh, I'm still garbage though. You know, and yeah. I still feel like garbage. Um, but yeah. What What do you think that is amongst like? And I can relate to it to a, a, a degree that maybe I don't even want to admit to. Mm. But what do you think that is about like artists and creatives and whatnot? That so many people that create so many cool things mm. and, and, and work in so many spaces that are the opposite of bland. Yeah. Have this bland, Sense dark, fucking yeah. How is it that feeling? some people live such amazing lives? But when they close their eyes at night, they're they're in this blank. Well, even even yeah. just even amazing lives. I mean, shit. Like you could, like you could be living just a life and whatever. But yeah. you're creating these things that inspire other people and mm-hmm. whatnot. And I'm just not speaking directly about you. Like obviously for you and for I don't want to say about myself, but you know, you create something that makes someone else want to create or mm-hmm. just art in general. Why why do you think that it's it's uh, is it an inherent trait? Of an artist, of a creator, to have some sense of like, well, I fucking suck, yeah. you know? Or is it that you're putting yourself out there on that level yeah. where in comparative to, I don't know, not to knock them, but like a car salesman yeah. that doesn't make any artwork, yeah, they have their self-expression in yeah. some well, other way, you know? I think a lot of it has to do with the the separation of self or like self-extension so if i design an album cover right yeah and everyone fucking loves it they're they're you know it goes online it gets all these likes all these comments and things like that i i don't view it as a part of me anymore i view it as the extension of myself and if the extension of myself receives more praise and uh, uh, connection than my actual self, mm-hmm. I will do anything in my power to protect that self-extension. You know what I mean? Because when you don't have enough value with yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you're this thing that you came out of your brain onto right, a, a right, page right. Or, or a song or whatever, yeah. if that gets more love and people associate your face and your and your flesh robot to it, yeah. you, you, you want to protect that. Fuck. Yeah. So, and that sometimes leads to like, the heaviest levels of self-loathing versus what you produce. That's why, you know, and and I'm just saying it in a sense where, you know, there is help out there. So if you feel this way, there are phone numbers, there are people to call, but that's why a lot of artists at the peak of, of their creativity and their, and producing amazing work. Sometimes they off themselves Yeah, because it's like, I'm, I think I'm done protecting this thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and then all they're left, all they're left, you know, with is their their <laughs> selves. So yeah, no, it's I mean, it's not funny. It's just like I, I've been joking a lot lately. I feel like if you, for the listeners out there, like I'm cool, but if you <laughs> if you go back and like listen to like all the these different episodes, I feel like I've tried to like ask people questions about things that I was really trying to struggle with you know what i mean and this conversation right now is making me realize like a lot of like oh fuck like that's a different way i never thought about it you know what i mean um the attaching like your i don't want to say self-worth but that's ultimately what it is to a degree like your product your um 
your output of creativity like it's 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 weird yeah but like yeah and now especially in this day and age where acceptance of your self-extension is so addictive and it's quote right there oh my god it's so addictive that's why all these apps are making billions of dollars oh yeah what is the, the surface level of, of yourself that weird. sells best? That's what it is. Um, yeah, man. And that's why on I've made so many mistakes on Facebook over the years where I'll like I'm on a good roll. I only ever post about what is happening in my art career. What is yeah. what what and and or you know, events trying to promote other people. Yeah, yeah. But on occasion I I might make a post about current events or politics or whatever and i try to be as you know vaguely inspiring as possible (laughs) but i've sometimes i swing a little too hard and i find people will inbox me and they're like hey i had a certain level of respect for you before this post and now i have a lower level of respect for you after this post some people were polite like that and they were like they would ask me well what was on your mind yeah you know but then you got people who are just like tripping shit. Yeah. So you have you. to be very careful. Yeah. 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 It's weird. It's like you're you're giving, you're already giving like everything. Yep. And then as soon as you give a little bit more, but of you specifically, yep. people have like a big, either fully yeah, yeah. fuck yeah or fuck you. And then all those people could have collectively been like, we love your art. Yeah. But like, your opinions yeah. on things. It. it- <laughs> And and that yeah, it's weird. But that almost solidifies the separation of yeah. self extension and self yeah. when yeah. someone says, Hey, you fucked up and you weren't the thing that you presented. Yeah. Can you not do that anymore? Yeah. And then you gotta separate it's like you said, on brand. All right, jumping back in from another fucking pee break. Yeah, I listen to Will's uh Will's um podcast and I lived with Will for probably like six years of oh, my no life. Doubt. Yeah, and um, there's something about listening to him before bed. Yeah, like like yeah. we would all be fucking exhausted. He was bouncing at the time. I was like at the height of my you know, uh, you know, doing videography and photography with my homie Rich. Um, but Will before bed, he'd be just you know talking about his day. I mean, you should have seen this girl, <laughs> yo. Uh, yo, I, we talked for like two hours or something like that yeah. after the podcast, bro. He, I love guy. that dude to death. He, um, I mean, you know, and he's doing his thing and and trying to be a character in an AMC TV show. So, you know, let's <laughs> let's and I love him to death and like I trust him with my life. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, I, you know, I I I always imagined him, uh, like. Like being on a motorcycle and like gun toting and like being this cartoon character, yeah. And then when he bought a motorcycle, I was like, oh no, <laughs> I was like, here we go, full circle. Yeah, dude, and it's crazy because he, you know, he's sh- he's straight edge, and yeah. uh, you know, his addiction is life. That's like mind. that's his drug, you know, of choice. Um, but you know, when you have a clear mind like that and you're addicted to life. Uh, you know, um, some of the choices that you make, like you said, being on brand, uh, are almost surprising. Even though he looks like 
a walking hate crime. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he's the most soulful, loving, open-minded person. So when he does things like, you know, throws on a vest and gets on a motorcycle, um, it's, it's almost like, duh, like, yeah. but at the same time, it's surprising to me yeah. uh, when he first <laughs> started doing that shit. But yeah, man. Yeah. It, it was cool, dude. Cool conversation for sure that was yeah. one of those people that like uh not to speak on someone that's not here but like yeah i mean you you know you know dude um yeah. i met him at the chameleon club real briefly he like told me to move <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. i was like oh shit i'm sorry <laughs> move <laughs> and then someone like after the fact was like yo like you gotta you gotta get to know that dude he's mad cool yeah so for the longest time i was like all right well i mean i got the podcast whatever it's yeah. like a good excuse to sit down and talk to somebody right? he's he's probably one of any and genuine yeah besides being probably one of my closest friends he's one of the best lyricists i have ever Dude's met got bars life. for sure oh my god like and bar, yeah. bars is such like a, a played out term it's like well no i mean i mean honestly it's more of a technical term so yeah. i mean he's definitely got it and now he's and he's always had a great singing voice i remember we we spent one winter snowed in and all we did was record uh videos of us singing to old r&b tracks hell yeah and it was hilarious and he just put out a real dope like r&b track like yeah. probably like a week ago yeah there was uh what was it it was sheets and then yeah uh, or that was the one yeah. i can't remember we used the whatever the song was that yeah. just came out oh he's such a romantic yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it made so much sense for him to do a song like that yeah um but yeah man and I remember touring with him, and I, I did stand-in vocals for Split. No doubt. <laughs> touring with Will was insane. Uh, we ended up at a few different cribs, and, and people there just treated us like family. Yeah. Uh, but what, tri- what tripped me out is the fact that, okay, we had a place to stay because these were his friends. Um, and we were touring state to state. So we had these friends that were willing to let us in their homes and feed us and things like that so yeah. that shows will's character right right but what really showed will's character was when we would end up at a random diner and like a 72 year old black woman who's the main chef in the back of this restaurant is straight flirting with will <laughs> and i'm talking about flirting with him so hard and yeah. then all of a sudden like two months later he's like you'll remember that lady from that one uh diner we were at I'm like, yeah, what's up? Yeah, her daughter had her second kid, man. <laughs> Yo. I'm excited for her. And I'm like, how do you know these personal That's awesome. things? That's fucking awesome. Oh, man. I met I met one guy thus far in my life. Maybe we get him on the podcast someday. He lives out in Colorado now. Um, that would remember like we we were talking about it when you first came here about like Dunbar's number and like trying mm-hmm. to remember people's names and information and whatnot. This guy John Youssef, shout out to John Youssef, wherever you're at, um, knew and knows and has known so many people over the years and always like, like I, you know, we were like friends or whatever, but just to hear him talk to people on that level Mm -hmm. of like remembering specific details about random people that you run into. I've respected that highly in my life, you know, and that's like, cause I know I, I, like I'm the opposite of it i could fucking meet somebody and talk to him for a minute and be like oh no doubt we'll have a good conversation i'll be genuine about it mm-hmm. but then i'll see them like three or four days not three or four days maybe like a week or two later and be like 
hey what's up <laughs> and i feel like part of it is like i find myself lost in the moment like to me like everything feels like three years ago mm-hmm. everything that's happened before like right now yeah and everything you know obviously but i don't know what it is next but <laughs> <laughs> everything in the future everything you know, in the future yeah. living it all at once <laughs> dude i hear you weird, man, man. Like, it's all right now and I, i'm not gonna lie uh later tonight um because i'll be at the uh uh, chilling over at the new beer wall. Um, they took over the old poor location on, on, uh, Prince street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll be there tonight. I, I work with Josh, the, the, the owner on like, you know, um, you know, putting up the artwork for the arcade room upstairs and stuff. So my girlfriend's going to be coming down uh, to Lancaster to meet me. And I want to be honest with you, bro. She's going to be like, so what's the name of the podcast again? And I'm probably going to draw a blank. It's all good, bro. Yeah. It's called (laughs) Earspace. Earspace. I'd give you a sticker, but I actually just gave my last one out uh, (laughs) yesterday. Oh, dude, I'm bleeding. How are you bleeding? (laughs) Whoa. Uh, I don't know. Oh, did you scratch something on the... Yeah, you got blood all over you. Yeah, dude. Podcast first. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, why is my hand wet?" This whole time, I was like scratching my leg. Uh, I was you like, "Caught a scab, wasn't dude?" Even yeah, I got cats, kittens at the house. Oh, yeah. And they're uh, uh, we rescued them from under a porch, and they're like, uh, they're we've had them now for like three or four months. We had yeah. them since they were like a baby. Oh, but when I when they were little, I would play with them on my feet all the time because I yeah. love playing with my socks. And my girl was like. Stop doing that. When they get older, they're going to think that your yeah. feet and your legs are like toys. Yep. So now like every night they attack <laughs> me. And I guess I had a scab on my leg and I was like scratching my leg. Damn. Now I got, yeah, I got to clean that shit off. Yeah, it could be worse. Yeah. No, yeah. it's a tiny little cut, but. <laughs> <laughs> now you, you look like a badass paint? now. You, yeah, you ever like, yeah, like, yo, like. I got blood on my hands. Actually, there's a, a Hall- with blood before. Oh yeah, there was um, a Halloween project that we were working on uh, for this recent Halloween, and I accidentally staple gunned uh, my hand, and without knowing, I I and yeah. when, I, when I felt it, I was like, all right, whatever. I caught yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. There was blood all over everything. Your that fingers I did. bleed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. And yeah. then. <laughs> And they were like, ah, it just adds to the spookiness. Yeah, right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was, yeah. I didn't notice it. I put, I literally, there was yeah. blood on everything. The yeah. ghosts, yeah. the trees. Oh, everything's like white and shit too. Yeah. You know? That was rough. Damn. Yeah, man. Damn. So, uh, earlier, actually before, before your eighth pee break. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's a problem, dude. Um, well, nice no, I don't blame you. you. I yeah. pee a lot. <laughs> <laughs> How does that sound like an indie track ready to happen? Nice to meet nice you. Nice to I meet feel you. Happy lot, dude. Let's let's track it, man. I'm we so have instruments. Down. There's a guitar. Yeah, I got microphones and shit. Let's mm. make the song. Let's so do that we can play it before the podcast. Why not, man? I'm always, dude. If you're ever trying to make stingers or some sort of like, uh, you know, like some voiceover for, yeah, for uh, ear space, I fuck with voiceover. Some of the best clients I've ever had voiceover. Yeah, that's something I always wanted to do. You know, actually, I take that back. I have done it a few times, but not on a level that, um, you know, most. So, like, for example, I did a commercial for, uh, you know what a land center is? No. Mm. I think it's L-A-N. It's basically when a bunch of nerds get together oh, with their land, PCs. Like, land, land. Like for, like, playing, like, Egg. multiple games, like, exactly. on different... Yeah. Uh, so, there was a yeah. land party center thing over at Park City. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Years yeah. ago. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called. Uh, me either. But I did some a, corny name, probably. So, I did a bunch of graffiti. Yeah. 
there like spray painted master chief towards the bathroom it was like cool. just weird shit yeah and instead of paying me i was like can i get time yeah i want time here uh so i was hanging out and we're playing halo and he hears me the owner hears me in the background I was like, perfect shot, headshot, <laughs> Kilimanjaro. Like, I was repeating all of the Halo right. shit, yeah. Like, uh, doing a really good job yeah, doing it. Yeah, yeah. So, that's hilarious. So he was like, bro, he was like, we're gonna we're doing a commercial that's going to be airing in Millersville. Yeah. So when Millersville does their little uh, radio they have there, and <laughs> the shit that I was reading, <laughs> it, um, I was just like, uh <laughs> Ever want a frag a newbie? Like, just dumb shit like that. <laughs> and they they ended up putting it on air. And they That's added great. all these sound effects and shit like that. Oh, it was so good. Um, Does it know. still exist out there somewhere? It might. I, I have to hit up the tape. guy. The owner turned into a, a, a fucking... Um, uh, what's what When you drop out of planes, what's that called? Skydiving Skydiver. instructor. instructor. Yes. Uh, but he... Yeah, he was a huge nerd. Um Hey, you know, like, and he gave us a chance. It was just yeah. me and my homeboy. It was like, yeah. can we tag up your walls? Right. Um, That's awesome. Man. Yeah, man. But, or like, I'll do stuff where, uh, you know, what's her name? Or, hold on a second. What's her name? Um, Crazy Mo. Mm -hmm. Do you know who Crazy Mo I, is? I've never met her before, but I'm familiar with her work. Yeah. And her Instagram. Huge hustle. Shout yeah. out to Crazy Mo. Yeah, yeah. The craziest hustle I've ever seen. Uh, so she's a rap artist. And um, I des I designed her website, and she wanted it so people can only play 15 to 30 seconds of the track, and then they would have to go to this link to download the track, right? But all I kept thinking was, I don't know if anybody's going to get that. So I did this voiceover, and you can even pull it up on crazymo.com. Yeah. Click on any of the tracks that are on her front page, wait till the end, and I'm like, I'm like, um... <clears throat> This track was by Crazy Mo. Click on the link and purchase it below. Like I, <laughs> it was just some weird dumb shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, shit, she sent me so many fire emojis. Yeah. Um, but dude, yeah, I always wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, I've never, I've never personally done the, the, uh, uh, the vocal talent, so to speak. I've just like engine, like you know, recorded it and like yeah. mixed it to like commercials of like i'm not going to try to do the impressions but <laughs> i've done some real weird ones there's this guy i was working with for uh a bit like right when i first started getting into like trying to reach out to like voiceover people and be like hey you can come in here fucking whatever whatever where we did all this like german like like <laughs> tools and shit <laughs> like what? i can't remember exactly what Wait, it was what? <laughs> yeah i'd have to like so basically uh um Shout out to fucking, uh, shout out to Lennon. He was a super cool dude. We had like kind of a, a growing apart or whatever. I don't know what you want to call it. It's a complicated, long story. Um, but he was a really cool dude. Older cat uh, taught me a lot about a lot of shit. Um, yeah, anyways, I don't know. I, he might hear this shit. You know, yeah. but you know what's funny? No one can see this right now, yeah. but it, clearly you have an old t-shirt of his that you're gripping so hard and he's smelling it. So what? No, I mean like it, you. It almost seems like you're heartbroken, oh. as as if you. Oh, holding, like I clearly have changed my demeanor. Yeah, but like yeah, he's no, holding an bad. old T-shirt that belonged to this dude. I see dude. what you're saying. I see yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> no, I feel bad. I feel bad. Like we lived together for a minute. 
Dude was mad fucking cool. Uh, and like, I was a shitty roommate. Me and my girlfriend were shitty roommates. <laughs> and um, he also like did his own shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> How does this relate to German tools? Yeah, so he okay. was a voiceover artist. For um, German tools. He had a, he lived in Germany for a no series way. of years. And he had like a contract or some shit with this um, producer out in Germany. And when we realized that like you do this and I have a studio, I was like, Yo, let's it's work perfect. together. It's fucking yeah. ideal. Peanut so he would jelly. come in whenever he would get uh, requests and shit. And like the one thing we did was for these boots. <laughs> um, I'd have to find the... Dude, like you listen to it and you're like, yo, because dude had like an amazing voice. Uh, for real, for real. I'll I'll try to find it. It wasn't like Carhartt, but it was like some like weird like it sounded like that, but it was German. Yeah. And then the other one we did was uh, uh, it was like this like weird like pneumatic like microscope <laughs> or some shit. I don't really I don't remember wait, like where, what. Where it was. were these voiceovers going? Like oh okay, like an so online the, video. Okay, yeah, 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 my bad. So the the, <laughs> the the boot one was like uh. Like a syndicated ad, I believe, for the German market, like for this boot. And it was going to play on like TV and this and that, whatever the fuck. Um, Or excuse me, it was going to play on American, it was in Germany, but it was the English version or something. It was going to play here. Oh, so he wasn't like, does boot. No, 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 but it was like the English version of German commercials that were then going to play for things. This other one, it was like like a commercial video, like either for like a sales thing for this company or it was like when you purchase this company grade fucking weird metal making thing (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know what the product was i don't remember i have to look it up um i I think it was like a microscope but it was like the how to use it thing that you present to like yeah. doctors at a fucking so he probably had, had some, it was like complicated lines like yeah and and he had a very like unique voice um was has it, a very unique voice was it like low and yeah smooth? super low yeah yeah super low um but like speaks with a lot of like personality mm. for a uh, for explaining voiceover, how microscope but like, <laughs> but like, but like in a yeah. good way, yeah, like in a such a subtle way, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, dude, I'm really crushing over this guy super hard, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> I miss him, man. I hope he's doing all right. Uh, uh, but yeah, fucking, uh, that's like my uh, my early experience with doing voiceover shit. I've always thought about like trying to tap in, and, mm. like with my voice and trying different voices or whatever. Yeah. So I can fuck with like impressions and shit. Heavy, yeah. But oh, so hold on, throw an impression at me. Oh no, dude, I can't. No, I come I on. Have brought it up. <laughs> so I have a bad habit. <laughs> Look at, <laughs> no, now no, he's fuck. like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah no, no, no. So, I know. Body language, man. Dude, my I drive my girlfriend crazy. I'm constantly singing. I'm constantly doing voices. Yeah. And on occasion. On a rare occasion to land and make her laugh. Yeah. But she doesn't laugh 80% of the time. So yeah. it almost just seems like she's living with a crazy person. <laughs> um, but the one impression that she likes, because it immediately goes from who I'm impersonating. Yeah. And it almost sounds, it, it sounds like I'm like trying to scream underwater. Okay. So like I'll do like an Arnold, do Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, right? Oh, okay. All right. So, all right. You're doing the I classic, say, the Arnold. I was a baby. Really lowers the bar. <laughs> and I, baby, I'm brewing a pot of Bustalo. Oof. I'm bu- yeah, and then after yeah. a while, I'm like, baby, I'm making the bacon. And she yeah. loses her shit. She goes, that's not what he fucked. 
Yeah. You sound like a like an old trumpet. Like you gotta yeah. relax. And um, dude, what else? I had a really bad one that I used to like do at parties. Mm. Like I would be at, like out and about, and I would start doing this for some reason. Then people would gather, and I was like, "Oh, oh my no. god, it could be like a stand up someday. This is great." What but is I had it? to retire it. What is it? Um, it was I, I Bill Cosby. Like, oh, no, you. <laughs> I used to like do like a very convincing Bill Cosby. No. It's it's lost its. Uh, Can you give us just a little bit? I. <laughs> no it's mostly can... in the head for the listeners. He's wiggling right now. <laughs> There's a little wiggle that goes with everything Rudy. that he says. I <laughs> no, but it's it's like a way like ex- it, like exaggerated version. You know what I mean? Like every good impression should it's not be like Godfrey for a Yeah, I know. There, like yeah. fucking, it's like uh, yeah, it's been like a it's been a fucking long long ass time, dude. Since I've done that Bill Cosby impression I used to do. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. But uh, no, I used to do uh, him, and then just it would just be like voices and shit. Yeah. How's your you know um? I mean? How's your uh uh? What's his face? More cowbell. What's his name? Oh, Christopher uh, Walken. Mine's not too good. Uh, I don't think it's mine's. like. Uh, uh, I feel like everybody gives him like too much. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You wanna- like, oh, hello there, <laughs> Mister Man on the couch. Well, you're sitting here talking, but people like it's that's already that's already too much. That's a good one. But then though. people will be like, ah, <laughs> and they give it almost that Schwarzenegger, yeah, because that's like the classic yeah. go-to, like ah, ooh, ooh, you're on a phone, ah, yeah, you're talking to a man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's all that. But you listen to him talk, and he's just like, hello, like yeah, hello, going? yeah. Like, ah, I watched old SNL what, of him, you know? and yeah, it wasn't so brutal yeah uh way back but now i think he does an impression of himself and really he's doing that's what it's saying you get to you get to a certain level of celebrity where you oh, have to I do bet. it like what's his face from jurassic park life finds a way like that dude. oh oh fucking he, uh, yeah he's like oh well, in, i'm working on a jeff goldblum impression that's what i'm saying he's like inception level yeah. just and he's like wine or something yeah oh man I I just go boom face. What is that? That's <laughs> <laughs> bad. I need to get video. I need to start doing this shit on video. It oh, makes so much so more good. sense. Mm. Dude, yeah. fucking, uh, I'm cutting you off left and right because I'm trying to like steer this somewhere. Or yeah, another, man. And it's, it's just hella natural. I appreciate. Do you want it. me to talk about my my most recent projects? Yeah, I mean, if you want to, I guess. <laughs> Somebody asked me once, they're like, "What you want me to say? Like my top five artists?" And I was like, "No, I I no, I don't want that." No. But no, I mean, this is like, this is normal. I Like, I would, you know, tell the people where you can find your shit and all that stuff, yeah. but this is are a you trying conversation to ca- Are you trying to c- cap it? Is you trying to find, like, a cap to this? <laughs> is that what it is? You're trying to segue it <laughs> no, into a cap? No, no, good? no, no. I don't want to necessarily segue to the end, like, because it's, uh, it's a problem that I struggle with constantly. It's like, yeah. I don't want it to be, like, a seven-hour-long podcast. No, of course not. I yeah. normally schedule them when I don't have anything else going on, so exactly. I never want to have to feel rushed. Like, yeah. I got dick for plans for the rest of the day. <laughs> I'm going to fucking get drunk. I'm going to make some music. I'm going to eat some food. I'm going to go home. I got uh, Call of Duty recently. It's been, like, a thing that I never experienced my whole life. Was, wasn't much of a gamer. Yeah. I'm fucking ranked up heavy. I want to do that. Slide into shots and shit. I... I've gotten good at video games all of a sudden. Pre YouTube uh video game celebrity, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. used to watch my friends play these games. Yeah. I, would I just, never had the game, so I would watch my friends play the game. And never once did I ask for and the it, controller. Yeah. Yeah. Zelda was like a movie to me when mm-hmm. I was little. Yep. Hey, Chris wouldn't let li- me play. Listen. <laughs> listen. That's all I remember from from Zelda on the on the sixty four. Listen. 
Um, that I, I still have nightmares about that. But I think b- what was big for me was the the one game that I, I actually I think was Medal of Honor Rising Sun. Ooh, yeah, I remember that. I played it yeah. in front of uh, uh, at one point. It was on like PlayStation One or some mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, I uh, I got a PlayStation One when like Xbox Three Sixty came out or some shit. And I was like, yo, this is dope. And I played it in front of my grandfather who was in World War II. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it, like, fucked him up. And, like, nobody ever acknowledged it. Like, mm. it, it was mad weird. He was like, this is very realistic. He was from Serbia, so yeah. like, his English was like, uh, <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, it, it, it was, was weird. it was good. Uh, I remember that was my first taste of, of online, like, fighting someone across the world. Like, yeah. like online stuff. And immediately i was like this is probably not for me because they were like children playing yeah screaming and cussing at you and i'm like what the yeah the mic the introduction of the microphone for online gaming was uh it was brutal and is i would run around with a with the pipe gun the one shot kill Mm. but it took like seconds to reload yeah 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 and i knew how because i would look up online like places to clip oh yeah so like, like my, i would clip my body shit. into the wall yeah and wait for someone to come by and just katink you're like camper yeah oh, oh you're the I, worst. but i would have to run though because yeah, as soon yeah, as the yeah. dude figured out right, right so right. um but dude yeah so now have you tried vr yet yeah i tried uh uh like the proper Oculus, mm-hmm. like hooked up to some crazy fucking computer, like oh, full blown shit. One. I haven't yeah, done that yet. I tried that. I've done. Uh, I have one of those like goggle ones where you can watch like movies. Yeah, you and, put like, your cell phone the in fuck. it or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, my buddy Eric, uh, Natan Zola, Eric Lutz used to have a spot up here that he was like turning into like a VR like lounge sweet thing. Yeah. yeah, and it was in it was a recording studio like on this floor. Actually, the spot I, I started all this in, or when I first moved to this building, and he had it all set up, this crazy fucking computer that ran, like, bajillions of, of speed Jeez. fast or whatever, yeah. and you would just turn all the lights off, you'd put the thing on, put the controllers on. I played a bunch of different games, but the one that really fucked me up the most was this game called Super Hot. Yeah, Super Hot. Yeah, Super Hot. Yeah. Yes, the best. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, for the listener, if you fucking, I don't know if you've never played it before, it's like you move... You want to describe it like you like as much yeah. as you move, other mm-hmm. people move. And if yeah. somebody shoots a gun and then you don't move at all, time stops. Yeah. But as soon as you move, yeah, the bullet keeps moving. So you have to. It's it's, it's it, a lot of it has to do with like uh, sequencing. Like how many people can you take down in this room within yeah. the allotted time? So the slow motion aspect of it just. It only lets you look at the room for like moments at a yeah, time. Like, and you can move your eye. If you start to yeah. move your head too much, yep. time starts moving and shit. Mm-hmm. So, so fun. a homie of mine, uh, uh, we were in some garage and he put this, the the new, uh, I think it's the Oculus Rift or the new one, where it did, didn't need a PC. Oh, yeah, the Go. Go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he had me do go through the t- uh, tutorial, all this stuff, and then he put me in this plank game. He was like, you want to do the plank oh, game? Oh, I'm familiar. Yeah, but here's the thing. <laughs> he he was like, yeah, I was like, bro, he, I was, he was like, it's going to trick your mind, you're yeah. going to get scared. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. Put me in it. Yeah. So he put me in it, but the problem, what he took it a step further, and he actually put a, a piece, a plank of wood. Yeah, so you're like standing on Standing on it. Yeah, he didn't yeah, tell yeah. me that it drops. Yeah. And 
I embarrassed the shit out of myself at this fucking party. Dude, I bet, I, man. I was screaming, I man. Bet. I was like, it's just yeah. <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> I, and he's a, he's, he's a big dude. Yeah. Big Greek dude. Just, yeah. yeah. And he held me like a child. Like, while I still had the headset on and he was like, you're going to fall, man. And I'm like, ah! like, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So good. It's just fucking real though, man. Mm. Like realistic as hell. I think I, if if v, hmm. not to cut you off, but this no, is no, like a, a, th- a theory that I have. Yeah, if VR w- would have kicked off even as early as the days of like you know uh, when Nintendo had their uh, VR boy or yeah, yeah whatever yeah. it is, imagine if VR kicked off so hard that during like a pandemic like we're having right, right now, right, right. I think socially it, nothing would change because we would be able to like just hop in, view and, like, each other, yeah, yeah. and. You know, I think the main thing about VR, which they finally perfected now, because when he had me put on that Oculus, it actually allows you to have uh, awareness of your surroundings. Yeah, it's super Visually, fucking weird. Yeah, you could trace the floor, yeah. and you can even step out of the world. Yeah, like you trace how wide the the world is. Right, you right, can actually right. lean in and then suddenly look at your homeboy like through the barrier. Oh no shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like a camera on it. Yeah, so there's oh, a camera. Fire. Yeah, the, yeah, on this one there was no like. Once uh, you're in it, yeah, you're like you put it on and you're in somewhere else. Yeah, no, this this, what I and this was only like maybe like two three weeks ago yeah. when I did this with him. I think that new Oculus is finally going to be a heavy uh, purchase during the yeah. holidays. Yeah, because the fact that you can still see and you could double tap, and it turns this cool like high tech view of the room. No shit, I love it, man. And I got a browse. Yeah, cause I like I'm not gonna. I don't know if I could run Oculus on the setup I have no. here. Do do it's uh, it's about three hundred bucks. Yeah, three to four hundred bucks. Yeah, uh, I know you're the type of guy who would probably want to spend more on some of the more uh, like uh, like quality of life uh, connection stuff, like better uh, better headset for it, um, c- uh, connectivity to a to a power source. However you want to do it. Okay. Yeah. Cause in space like this, I'd yeah. be on it for hours. Yeah. 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 I want to get one of those. I, I looked when my buddy had one, I thought about buying it for him. It was the, like a tether. Yeah. It like goes to the ceiling. So it like takes the cable from the PC, but then that way you don't have to, whatever. Yeah. This obviously there's no none of that, and it so. may or may not ruin your yeah. life. <laughs> I love it when I can fucking sit down with somebody that I don't really know that well at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be real, like I've interacted with you a couple times over the yeah. years. Yeah. You told me one time, that I, w- I was outside the studio here. I ran into you and a couple, uh, couple other women, um, three, four other people. Okay, I'm not sure. Yeah, and you were telling me that you ran a haircut place. Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, I need to get my haircut, and they immediately came to my hair and started touching it and shit and tell me what I needed to do. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know if I want to get a haircut or not. And then the consensus was that I look like a mad scientist (laughs) and that I should have shaved that shit off a long time and that cargo pants were in fact cool, even though I thought they weren't cool. And I was like, all right, cool. And then all y'all just like disappeared. And I was like, all right, yeah, I got to, I got to remember to get that guy on the podcast sometime. That was the last time I saw you. Oh shit. That was, it was probably like two years ago. Yeah, man. I was working with uh, Leo Rodriguez. Um, and then he, uh, he was running DFP studios on King street and we had like, I think we had like three, uh, ladies on the staff and then we, we got some barbers on. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, I think we must've been doing a photo shoot or something. Uh, but that's so crazy. I hope I didn't hurt, I didn't hurt, hurt your feelings. Did I, uh, was nah, dude, my, uh, uh, my hair is like, 
uh, let it down, then I'll show you. Yeah. It's full mad scientist shit. Yeah, that's that's funny. You see, I I envy anyone who has any sort of experience with getting a haircut because yeah. I've been shaving my head uh, since. Um, shout out to my mom; she's alive and kicking. But Dope. when she was first diagnosed, I started shaving my head a lot yeah, with her. Yeah, yeah. And it just became, I became like an emoji. Yeah. Like, it just stuck with me. Like, like It looks good. Thank you. Natural. I think I feel like I got a good, like right now, I probably should shave it. I have such a low thread count. I'm getting like the the Picard, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, How do you, I, like, what's the method? Do you use like a straight razor? Yeah. Well, so uh, my girlfriend gets a little weird when I shave it to the skin. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but what she, she's like, why don't you just buzz it? Buzz it at, the, at, a, at a number one. And just buzz around the head, but because the, the thing was was that when you work for like a barber shop or a salon, yeah, I mean, I was homies were just straight razoring me to just to kill time, right? So I always had this clean, bald head. Yeah, but that's a lot of fucking maintenance if you don't yeah, have like dude, a barber shop. Like, that's what I'm right saying. There. So that's why you know, and my girlfriend, she's she's uh, used to be uh, she used to work at a hair salon for years. Gotcha. So she knew that maintenance should just be something like, oh, just have a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's been my maintenance routine. Just buzz it down. The beard though. Yeah. Is a whole other animal. That's... I've never really, I get like, uh, what I refer to as insect legs <laughs> on my, uh, under my nose and, uh, no. on my chin. I just shaved, uh, uh, this morning or not this morning, yesterday. I get this like, Dude like little whatever and yeah. then um if i don't shave like it's it's fuller than it was but it's not like hair it's like so it's so like do you think you'll ever go bald do I, i'll go bald at any point like will you, po- you yeah i'll probably go bald i think i'm going bald now well what i'm saying is because like, i mean my face you you barely have yeah you have you have uh whatever gene that is where like yeah. you just lo- always look I'm, like i'm not really hairy at all yeah you have yeah i have no hair I'm, I'm barely have hair on my. I'm leg. looking down your shorts. I don't see anything. Yeah, so like <laughs> nothing down there. <laughs> I got look, look at this. Oh um, my! Besides God. My, my besides my white ass thighs. Damn, dude. I'm not hairy at all. Very and sparse. on my like leg hair. Yeah, it's more hairy, not a lot, and then it just stops. For dude, a your while. shins are hairless. No, yeah. Damn, dude. I'm you smooth. Ever... Yeah. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, you probably end up having great like. Hair, hair. I like think I'm gonna head. go bald though. You should, yeah. But I think. Well, how old are you now? Twenty six. Twenty six. Bro, when I was twenty two, I got a great hair head of hair on me. Yeah, but you do. I've been brushing it lately, yeah. and there's like a lot of hair in the brush. I also got really curly hair. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know well, shit about hair. And also, I mean, if you do, I know if you do uh, some simple research, uh, there's certain dietary things that you can change that oh, like don't drink like 30 beers a day and like i, I don't know if, uh, yeah <laughs> i think it's more of like i don't know like a bowl of strawberries or like yeah, once yeah, a week yeah. or I something could. weird like that yeah yeah. yeah 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 that's another thing dude when you reach a certain age and you develop the whole like dad bod kind of thing where yeah. it's like all right this is the peak of how eh, my body is gonna look <laughs> so, i'm going for like construction man uh construction man body that's my goal <laughs> yeah. i want to like look like i can like do some shit but you know i like take it easy on on the weekends uh. you know you like, like the, i you carry like, that lumber yeah like you only have the dangerous muscles yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. Ripped, yeah. You, but you like my clearly... gut is like it's like oh like there's muscles under that yeah yeah but the thing is that i have I have the, the like the legs of like a He-Man action figure, dope. But like the upper body of like a boiled Ninja Turtle. 
A boiled ninja turtle. So like God I have damn, I have abs, but they're yeah. clearly I've been soaking in yeah. like water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I got um you. so yeah. And then but I mean lately I've been doing so a lot of the like the mural work, I've been doing the graffiti work, uh the wheat pasting has my upper body uh changing a little bit because I've spent the last couple of months with my right and left arm above my head. Is that a roller? These, yeah, so I use a brush and a roller, so I mean, when you're covering two stories, yeah, that's a lot of during fucking, the summer, yeah. 96 degrees. I yeah, I, shoulders. I went, mm-hmm, I went into that project uh, almost 265. Mm-hmm. I was heavy, and then I left that project at like 220. Like that's fantastic. Burnt, within a month, dude, you should make a uh, online click funnel uh, YouTube <laughs> advertisement saying About, how do you want to lose weight? Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, like the way they. <laughs> And it's always the intro. It's just like, do you want to have rock hard abs? Dude, they're all the same, bro. But you're you don't want to do shit. <laughs> like that's it's always like that. Like, yeah, yo, like do you want to be a successful music producer? Mm-hmm. But like you don't know how to do anything about music. Yeah, buy my online class for forty nine ninety five. <laughs> Gary V told me how to do it. It's fire. Check it out. So emojis. Bad. <laughs> they're all the same. Mm-hmm. Like I I remember like going to these. Um, online uh uh it was like i guess ultimately they were like conferences like zoom calls yeah. or whatever the fuck like entrepreneurial yeah advice, like just like yeah. like yo like i need to learn more about like specific aspects uh x aspects <laughs> of like this business shit that i don't know about marketing yeah. specifically uh so like go down this rabbit hole go down this rabbit hole. oh there's this thing I'll i'll listen to it and like a lot of it's like interesting and shit, but like a lot of all that like self help shit, yeah, which I immediately market into or like lump into marketing advice because like the way that people present all of it is all kind of the same, yeah, yeah, um, is all just like regurgitated same basic shit, yeah, like yeah. you know, do and your it, work, mm-hmm. do it good, do it for a long time, don't give up, do your best, love yourself, you're yeah. the best, respect other people, like. Uh, Dude, you know, that right try there. Try hard. That sound bite, it. yeah, is literally all anybody needs to know or understand. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just the, this five it. minute production on what makes you special. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's rough, yeah. dude. And then honestly, like, and I tell this is see the thing is I work with a lot of eccentric people. Yeah, and my number one rule is. If you're if you want to be successful, you you have to be able to sell who you are, not the idea. It's because now we're we're living in 2020. So this we we're in this day and age where like you are the thing, you are the brand, yeah. right? So I have a rule where if your name, the name of your thing that you're doing and or what you're doing if i google that name and i have to scroll through eight versions of that same fucking name oh yeah you're I, you already. need to change your name yeah so i have this rule and shout out to anybody who i've ever worked with who had this in their name but i'm gonna be honest right now i don't know if i can work i don't know if i will work with anybody who has money in their name and i'm talking about all variations of yeah. the term of income. Yeah. So if your name is money something something, yeah. or you know coin something something, or hustle something something, I I'm sorry, bro, but like or or woman, whoever's coming at me with these names, 
I, I find it hard to work with people who decide to go with that flow because one, it's when you Google that name, yeah, your a SEO thousand versions. Your SEO is garbage. Yes. Gone. Especially if you're trying to start a clothing line. If yeah. you have the word hustle in it, if you have the word money in it, you it's have like to be great. Don't even think about when any of those other people yeah. spend money on marketing and try to mm-hmm. outreach the fact that they are all equally in the same fucked position yeah. that you are. But that's sometimes how you can tell the difference between, and again, I'm not trying to bury anyone under the bus, but Jesus, if you are trying to be successful and and I'm talking about on levels where like you're building a website, so yeah. you got clientele, you find yourself shipping out t-shirts, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the least amount of success that you should be experiencing is shipping out t-shirts. That should be the end goal of the first tier of having a successful clothing line, right? Yeah. If you out the gate treat it as something where it's like, be honest, is this a clothing line for just you and your homies? Yeah. Be honest. Yeah. Because then my advice, I don't, I don't need to advise you. Don't change your name. Call it honey hustler, money grabbers, like whatever you want to do. Little. Little, oh yeah, add a little in the front. (laughs) But at the end of the day, if you want to be successful, be creative, be yourself. Yeah. Go on. Everyone, everyone is upright monkeys with supercomputers in their pockets. Use it. Like, dude. Yeah. It's insane. Um, but dude, I wanted to uh, I wanted to thank you a lot for coming on the show. Uh, we definitely got a lot of time here, <laughs> and I feel like we could talk for hours and hours. It's definitely a nice time getting to know yeah, you. Man. But I want to put it out there for wherever the people want to find you. We'll definitely link anything in the description and whatnot. If you mm-hmm. want to get to know Adam a bit more, you want to find some recent work. Where can the people find you, man? So uh, you guys could find me um, basically at adamserrano.com. Uh, all of my um, social media info um, or any way uh, to contact me, uh, you know, if it's business or you're just looking for advice or, you know, I consider myself a resource. So if you need a person for a specific thing, I can do my best to find them for you. Um, but on Instagram, you can find me, my personal uh, page at at Instagram. So that's if Instagram. And then uh, my art page, which is at the Blind Scythe, um, and at the Blind Scythe is where a lot of my current mural mural work is located. So if you're interested in that, that's where that is. Dope. Awesome. Thank you Thanks. for having me on, dude. Yep. Appreciate it. Hell yeah. It's over now. Or throw the microphone down. <laughs>